Good morning, everyone. This is the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding, sponsored by Fairway Independent Mortgage, NMLS 2289, an equal housing lender. Uh, with me is uh, my esteemed colleague, Harvey Freed. Uh, for all of you who don't know, I've known Harvey since, geez, since I was 13 years old. Uh, we were lucky enough to know each other as a, at a younger age and also uh, worked together for, well, about 26 years now, huh, Harv? Sorry about that, John. Yeah, I, you know, when you put it that way. Sorry about all this. How many lunches do I owe you? You owe me a lot of lunches. It's been a long time coming. So, but uh, this is good. This is good. I mean, we got uh, we got Harvey and myself, Harry, Becky, and Lisa are all uh, in the office doing a bunch of different things to uh, get their loans closed. So Harvey and I are going to knock things out and really start talking about the topics that are passionate to us. Uh, one of the things I really like to talk about, Harv, is just trying to do the right thing. I've seen too many uh, loan estimates and or loan worksheets come across where people are kind of half-assing things, right? They they say the costs are a lot less. They they forget to put in uh, that the, the, the buyer has to pay the prorated taxes, which are the taxes paid back to the seller. You know, I know that you and I have done things the right way. And I always try to over-disclose so that everybody's over-prepared for when it comes to the closing table. And I just think that people who are going to just you know, not tell you about you having to pay your first year's homeowner's insurance policy, not telling you about prorated taxes, not telling you about the uh, the realtor compliance fee, all the things, even those aren't applicable to you and I in, in the mortgage industry, there's still the responsibility of the buyer to bring it to closing. And it's our fiduciary responsibility to make sure we let people know their total cash to close regardless. What do you say? What do you say? 1,000%, John. Um, what I like where you're going with this is we said this morning that we'd talk a little bit about content. And the content we wanted to bring on today's uh, podcast is really going over how specific it is. And when you've got buyers and sellers, the bottom line, what the figures are, they need to know those up front so there's no surprise party at the closing table or a couple of days beforehand. So yeah, truly understanding all of these steps along the way like we talk about, they might even not be our, our fees. They might be real estate fees. Part of the transaction, you mentioned the one-year homeowners paid in advance, then X amount of dollars goes in the escrow. Same with the property taxes, the proration of property taxes, unless spelled out otherwise on the purchase agreement, right? There's proration of property taxes. So uh, you, you mentioned a couple other things out there too, compliance fee and such. So Really, that's the important stuff. And really, buyers and sellers in today's competitive market have to have the team together. We, we keep pressing this, your team. Find a lender that you really like. We hope it's us. Uh, find out who they like working with real estate-wise. Again, if you got some family members and you feel like they've got a, uh, something to say about real estate and you trust them, then fine, stick with them. But really feel comfortable with the team you're putting together so that your transaction can go as really as smooth as possible. John, we know different things can pop up on a transaction at any time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that we really need to, to make sure that buyers are aware of is the what's going to happen to the property taxes a year, a year and a half after they purchase the home. You know, what a lot of people like to call payment shock. And you know what? You guys, in the state of Michigan, if someone has filed their, their homestead exemption form on that on that property that you're going to be purchasing, that means the property hasn't been uh, increased in taxes, but 5% at a max each year since they filed that form. So what does that mean? That means that if you're buying, let's just use my house, for example. If you're buying my house, I've lived in my house for 24 years. And 24 years ago, I filed 
on the homestead exemption form at the price that I bought it at. So in each year, the max it could increase in the taxable value is 5%. Well, what does that mean? Well, there's been rapid appreciation over the last couple of years. We all know that. And with that rapid appreciation comes increased values. So if I were to sell my house today, the individual who's going to be buying my house is going to look at my property taxes as I've been paying them over the last couple of years and say, oh my gosh, these property taxes are nice and low. I love this house. I qualify for this house. This is a perfect, this is a perfect home for me. But when you, when I sell that home, rescind my homestead and you file your new homestead, the property taxes are going to adjust. The taxable value is then going to go up to what the state equalized value, if not half of what you bought the house for. Now, that is an unrealized number until the next year. So if I'm selling my house in March of 2023, I might not realize that change until uh, the beginning of 2024 and also when the tax bill comes out in July of 2024. So those are one of the things that you really have to understand that what's going to happen to those property taxes. So what I like to do, I like to look at that, analyze it, and make sure that if someone's going in on a, on a home with a uh, taxable value that's a lot less than the state equalized value, that I make sure I let them know that, hey, by the way, in a year or year and a half, your taxes will be going up. And here's what they could go to. We don't know that number yet. It's up in the air because the city still has to set the new SEV and the taxable value for the next year. But that number will change. It will go up. And here's what we say. We always say, start putting money into a separate savings account so that you, you know, $100, $200, whatever the number may be, so that when those taxable values come up, you're ready for that increased value. And when you get that uh, escrow shortage notice from your lender, you have enough money in that extra savings account that you've been putting away to pay that number in full. And then you can start paying the extra payment on the mortgage and just be prepared. Talk to your team, like Harvey just said, and be prepared. Uh, we continue with some more content, John. I like that where you're going with it. So it's like these buyers out there need to find answers. You know, there's a lot of questions in their head, whether they've done this two or three times. Usually we're working with a lot of first time home buyers too. So there's information out there that they can find. You just mentioned property taxes, right? Ahead of time, they can reach out to maybe a couple of the different cities they're looking at. If they're looking at Rochester Hills, if you're looking at Grozeal Homes or as far as way as New Boston, wherever, wherever that might be. You might want to reach out to the city and find out whether some millage uh, increases recently, what their current millage is, what they see the number is going to be in the next two months. We're getting closer to that time of year where it might make sense not to file the homestead exemption if you're going to be 45 days after, well, if you're for 40, within 45 days of July 2nd or 3rd. Again, you might want to file after the deadline. And that's... That information is really important to find out. Is your current home homesteaded? How long has the current seller lived in the home? And then, of course, what the millage is. So great stuff right there, John. And then furthermore, I'll just add on to that. Same thing with the Condominiums Association or the Homeowners Association, the HOAs. Um, again, buyers looking for information out there. The information's out there. Where do you, where do you get it? Reach out to your agent. Uh, find out if you could if there's a meeting coming up for the homeowners association, whether whether it's in a subdivision, a simple association they might meet once or twice a year, or a condominium where they meet a little bit more frequent, maybe three or four times throughout the year. You can read the minutes. You can find out if there's any. Uh, talk to some people if you can get into those meetings. Otherwise, you're door knocking in the neighborhood, and you know nowadays you just want to get out of your car and start knocking on doors. So go to these meetings. 
And again, get that information so that you can really make some great decisions. Absolutely. Great advice, Harvey. You know, the number one thing, and you know, Harvey pointed out that little trick to the trade, right? That you might not want to file your homestead form uh, right away at this time of the year. But I, I do want to point out, Harvey, we got to make sure that the seller isn't going to rescind right away because in the event that that's that, that little grace period that we have right now, there's a, a chance that it be, could, could become non-homesteaded in the interim. And we would never want that to happen for anybody buying a home that's going to be their primary residence. So you need to talk to Harvey. You need to talk to me, Harry, Becky, Lisa, about what we can do and the best advice because every situation is different and we need to make sure that we're giving you the best advice. So we've got ideas. We're not going to give away all the ingredients to our secret sauce because you know (laughs) that's what makes us uh, great is that we can sit down, analyze, and go over the scenario that a lot of lenders can't do because a lot of lenders are just trained to answer the phone, input this info, and then move on to the next file. And that's not who we are. Our our DNA is built that we are going to take the file from start to finish, look at everybody's scenario, analyze it like a good financial uh, advisor, and invest the right way. So, yeah. All right, Harvey, what else do we got on the table for today? We got a radio show coming up on Sunday. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, Saturday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 97 FM. A 97.1 FM. And uh, the guest is to be determined. That's all on me. We're going to get some good guests on there. It's going to be Harvin, myself, and some guests. And we're going to really knock your socks off. So what do we got going, Harv? All right. We actually are for the show. We might even have the appraiser call in. I think I reached out to Mike Tomchek. I'll call Mike again. He was unable to get out there uh, on the show. And just to tell us what's going on in the appraisal world, I always like that angle. I just got some good news on a file of cash out refinance, John. Down in Florida, the LTV was very strong. And sure enough, I got a PIW, a property inspection waiver, which is great. So there are some good things happening. On a cash out? On a cash out refinance. So again, depending upon what state you might be borrowing money in. And we do have families that live down in Florida. You could take money out of your primary residence. You could take money out of your vacation home if the LTV is favorable. So there's opportunities out there. And yeah, this one was just a nice thing. Uh, it did save the client an extra $620, allows us to close a transaction in a timely manner. As we know, some of the states are really busy. Some cities are really busy and sometimes getting an appraiser out there. This one didn't really matter because like I said, the LTV was so strong. We did get the uh, property inspection waiver. So we do see cash out refinances happening. Uh, we talked about it in this previous Saturday show. Again, it, you, everyone's got credit cards, folks. These these are twenty percent, maybe fourteen, fifteen percent interest rate. If you got a couple of good cards, if you're not paying your balance off at the end of each month, and you have equity in your house, you might want to reevaluate that. You do have to take a look at your overall payments. What current mortgage you have now? Is there a reason why you'd want to refinance now? The rates are a bit higher. Again, we do the math for you. Sometimes a home equity loan would make more sense. But I think there's a lot of families out there as I run a few credit reports here recently, I see that more and more, excuse me for a minute, that more and more of the families definitely have to, can you guys see me still? Oh yeah, you're good. Apologize. Good. More and more of the families, they just have to reevaluate their income, their financial planning, sit down with the experts and really figure things out. Right. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Parv. You know, a home equity line makes a lot of sense for some people. Uh, but not a lot of sense for no- other people. Remember, guys, home equity loans are going to be tied to that Fed funds rate. For when the Fed funds rate is going up, so are your home equity line of credit rates. And if you're not going to be paying off that second mortgage in a quick period of time, and when I say quick, I may mean a year or two, 
it could be long-term detrimental to you and your uh, and your financial health by paying that extra higher rate. So just like Harvey said, he took cash out of a second home in Florida and uh, it worked out perfectly. I just did one for an investment property here in Michigan. Uh, the gentleman had to have some repairs done to the home and we thought about a home equity line of credit, but then we looked at all the other kind of credit card debt that he had out there that he also wanted to get rid of. And we put it on, put him on a new 30-year fixed. Yes, the rate's a little bit higher than what he was paying, but the end result is he was saving $960 a month. So, and he got the cash out to do the repairs he needed. So it's a win-win. Interest rate always isn't the shouldn't always be the focal point. There's there's other math and numbers to do to make sure that it's going to make sense. And you really got to get your, your head wrapped around that. It's it's all about what you're going to save and what you're going to pay each and every month. And what can we do to help you save money? And yes, interest rates are on the on the higher rise, but we're gonna that's the new norm. I hate that statement from COVID, but that's the interest rates being a little bit higher is the new norm. They're still relatively low compared to what the historics or history has shown us. And you just got to know that if you want your 401k to make money, your checking savings accounts to make, make money, your CD, CD to pay you money, then rates are going to have to be a little bit higher on your homes. And that's okay. You'll be better off for it. Well, John, um, again, just a reminder that we're going to be live on the radio on Saturday, 97 won the ticket. We're back on in our 23rd year, bringing you the hardcore mortgage real estate and business show, real estate agent guest to be determined. We had someone fall out and uh, we hope she's feeling better. So we'll get that all squared away. And John, if you just want to wrap it up, that'd be great. We'll see everyone Saturday. And of course, we'll do some reminders. So be, be sure to check out our site's Capital Mortgage Funding page and the Hardcore Mortgage Show pages. Yeah, absolutely. You can check us out on YouTube, on Facebook, CapitalMortgageFunding.com. Uh, once again, we are uh, Capital Mortgage Funding, sponsored by Fairway Independent Mortgage, NMLS 2289. Uh, uh, equal housing lender. Uh, check us out. Harvey and I will be rocking it on uh, 97.1 on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys. Um, you know, we don't have to do any final thoughts because this whole show is about you and I, Harvey, and all our thoughts. So appreciate everyone listening in. Look forward to everyone listening in. I I, I urge everyone to give us a call on Saturday morning because I, want, I always want to play stump, stump the Expert because I don't think you can stump Harvey or I. So give us a call. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for listening.